0: I really want to help people maximize their productivity and their focus and work in their area of strength, which I like to call their superpower. Because when we're working in our superpower, it's amazing. And I know from personal experience, when I try to step out of that and do something that is not really a good fit for me, I get myself in trouble.
1: This week on the podcast, we're joined by Leslie Fiorenzo. Leslie owns a coaching practice called Coach with Leslie. She's a dynamic speaker and trainer with over 30 years of experience helping employers solve their trickiest people problems. She delivers a message that focuses on helping groups build trust, reduce conflict, and enhance workplace relationships. I'm thrilled that today that we're talking about her new program called Uncover Your Brilliance, which is all about you and stepping into a place where you can find your superpower. We're so glad to have you, Leslie. Leslie, welcome. It is good to see you today.
0: It's great to see you, Matt.
1: And I'm really excited to spend some time with you and talk through a little bit about who you are. And uh, so this is the Managing the Way podcast. We are here with Waypoint, and we are here today with Leslie Fiorenzo. I always try to say that very clearly. <clears throat> Leslie was uh, has been a friend of mine for quite some time now, and uh, I guess going on three or four years, I think, okay. through the Chamber of Commerce. And she was born in Jackson. Michigan. And her parents moved her here when she was about four years old. And now she lives in Wyoming, Michigan with her husband known as Butch. And their adult daughter lives three miles away, which is really cool. They get to walk every day, which I think is awesome.
0: Three tenths of a mile away.
1: Oh, three, okay. Oh, three miles away. That's right. Three, three miles away. Three tenths of a mile away. Oh, like right down the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I know that you started your career as a payroll clerk. This is fun. a fun fact. It looks like your original job was located where the Amway Grand Plaza is now, correct? Yes. Yes. That's, Obviously, they
0: tore down the building to build the towers.
1: Yeah, super cool. Yeah. And then that kind of led you into HR and some different things and moved you in that direction. So that's super cool. And I, I can't believe that you've lived here a long time. And it's really, it's a great city. So tell me a little bit. I, I like to know just a little bit, share with, uh, with us. A little bit about you and what got you where you are today and your career went into HR after that, it looks like. And yeah, share with me a little bit about your career path and how you got where you are now. Sure.
0: So this will date me, but when I first, my first, you know, real job was as a payroll clerk for F. Randeville Company, Tentex Corporation. And I typed the payroll checks on a manual typewriter. I had to use the books to look up the tax codes for payroll deductions, and it was well before computer and automated payroll. So it took me most of the week to get probably 100 checks prepared and typed and out for distribution. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a whole different world working nowadays, especially like this was stuff of the future and uh, the Jetsons.
1: This was the Jetsons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. And so how long have you been doing what you're doing now?
0: I launched my own coaching practice in March, okay. two weeks before the shutdown order came about.
1: And <laughs> You're like, that was the best decision of my life.
0: It was the best decision of my life because it was a decision that had been planned to move forward. And the date came and I just pulled the trigger. But I've done a lot of work for a long time, very similar work It's just me right now. Okay, And working with leaders help them really be their best. So the name of my particular coaching program is called Uncover Your Brilliance. And I really want to help people maximize their productivity and their focus and work in their area of strength, which I like to call their superpower. Because when we're working in our superpower, it's amazing. And I know from personal experience, when I try to step out of that, and do something that is not really a good fit for me, I get myself in trouble. And I could tell you a couple of stories if you want, but I, I think most people can relate to that if they've done any kind of professional development, any kind of assessment. I've worked with a number of different assessment tools over the years, use, use a couple in my practice to help people if they don't know what those are to hone in on them. And sure. Through, uh, really maximize that, because to me, that's what it's all about. If I can spend, Most of my day, 80% of my day working in my area of genius, I can serve so many other people. This is true of anybody and really move the ball forward as opposed to getting stuck, being anxious, being uncertain, telling myself all kinds of stories that are not true.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people probably get caught up in that. So I'm curious about two things really. One I know your background as a HR and you were there a long time. How do you go from this HR people development, people help side to your coaching practice or you know what you're doing now? First question. So I'll, I'll let you answer that one. And then I have a secondary question.
0: It's really what I've always done, Matt. I've just done it for my employers in working with people. Because if anybody listening to this podcast is in HR, that the call... Comes or the knock on the door comes, and here's my issue, here's my problem, help me solve it. And sometimes people just want to complain. Sometimes they don't want a solution. But more often than not, people just are not sure what a good next step is. And I felt like I've always been really skilled at helping them uncover that next step and help them move forward.
1: Fantastic. Great answer. And I love the fact that you can't always solve it, right? You can't always fix the things that come into your door, which sort of leads to my second piece. And, and that is, so you talked a little bit about helping people uncover their superpower. Mm-hmm. So let's uncover that a little bit. Let's talk about what that might look like in a situation for someone who doesn't have a clue.
0: Sure. I like to think of it as four different elements, if you will, or if you, I'm going to try to draw a picture in your mind. So if you think of a vertical line, And that's a pace line. And at the top of that pace is fast and the bottom is slow and we all fall somewhere along that continuum. And it doesn't mean it's right or wrong and it doesn't mean it's better or best. We just have a preference. Then you intersect that with a horizontal line that represents our focus. And some people really like to focus on the work or what I call the task, the job. And others like to focus on the people that are involved in the job. So you end up with four quadrants. So we've got directing, connecting, supporting and analyzing. So people who have the superpower of directing are really focused on moving things forward, making decisions, Hmm. uh, rallying the troops, if you will, and getting projects accomplished. They want to know high level details and to get decisions made and make things happen. Okay. Connectors, on the other hand, are, again, faster paced, but they're more focused on the people side. And so they're more interested in who I'm working with and how can we help <laughs> each other? How can we have fun? Okay. But be, they're enthusiastic, they're cheerleaders, uh, they can be accused, this is my superpower, of not focusing on the detail. And it's not that we can't, it's just hard. And
1: I think I'm a connector. I think that's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, supporters, on the other hand, are people focused, but they're a little bit slower paced. And, focus or supporters are really good listeners and they're mm. really able to help somebody sort things out. And they're very supportive of, the, of other people and really concerned that uh, people are heard and that people have a voice. And so, they're supporters. And then, analyzers. And I have come, Matt, to appreciate the analyzers in my life. I know I need analyzers as much as we are different because slower pace, more focused on the task, really want to dig down into those details. And sometimes uh, their challenge is analysis paralysis because they need too much information to, to make a decision, but they are so powerful when it comes to that quality piece and making sure that everything is absolutely right before we move forward. So as you can see, if we have a team, all of those elements are important. But when it's on my own, I want to be really clear about what I do well, what my genius is, superpower, strength, whatever you want to call it, and then surround myself with people who can come alongside me and help me be the best I can be.
1: That's a really well put, the surrounding part, the making sure that You're touching into everything that's out there, all of the pieces, all four quadrants to make sure that you're building a team together. Yes.
0: And when we ignore one, that's where we get in trouble. So I know that for my, when I try to do things on my own or when I ignore it, I just struggle and really get myself in
1: trouble. I can see see that for sure. Would you say there's a lot of companies out there, a lot of maybe teams that are being managed that are going through? The day-to-day steps of trying to do self-improvement and people development and all of those things that don't know that what piece they're missing they don't know that they're missing a certain superpower
0: yeah i think that's true or they discount it uh because maybe the leader knows where they're strong or feels that they're right i think that's the other trap we we get into is and when i said there's no better best there's no right or wrong i truly believe that because I need other people that don't have my strengths to help me be the best I can be, but help my team, help my organization. So if a leader ignores that, they can really get themselves in trouble. And that's why people leave. When they feel ignored, when they feel discounted, when they don't feel like they have a voice, we lose our best talent.
1: Yeah, and a lot of companies are doing that right now. There are A lot of companies are losing good people even in the market we're in now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So question, secondary piece to this, which I was going to ask earlier is when in fact someone realizes they need your help, Mm -hmm. they're like, this is the help I need. How do they start? Where do they begin?
0: So they can begin in a couple of places on my website. There's a link to my calendar. And I always say, let's just schedule a conversation because it's going to be hard for me to know if I'm the right fit for you. Uh, and if you're the right fit for me without having a conversation okay. Email and text messages are great tools, but they're terrible for conversation and they're terrible for decisions.
1: Yes. Yes. And they're terrible for, for large capital letters. So how do I know that I need, how do I know that I need your help?
0: Well, one way might be on a personal level. I'll talk about as an individual leader, when I feel really frustrated or stuck I get up in the morning and I don't get up right away. I hit the snooze two or three times because I'm really dreading the day ahead because it's so fraught with drama and turmoil. And I just, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I want to, and from a leader perspective of a team, one is when people are leaving, turnover is a big sign. Or when I'm not hitting my, making my numbers when their metrics aren't being met. Or if I've had to have a lot of coaching conversations about performance, when people are just not performing. And I know Mm -hmm. this environment is so challenging right now because we're trying to manage people like this, where we used to manage people face to face. And it's easy for a couple things to happen. It's easy for people to get ignored. And if I feel ignored, I'm not going to do my best work. If I don't feel hurt, I'm not going to do my best work. And then right. it's easy to just discount and get into your own zone. And I'm really busy with my stuff. Why do I need to uh, look at my people stuff? If you lead a team of people, you've got to be there. You've got to be there on the front lines with them. And they have to know you have their back. They have got to trust you. And that's the the Absolutely. thing when there's no trust, things fall apart.
1: Uh, it's a huge. It's a huge thing, and I think people are realizing more and more that the the trust factor had to be somewhat strong going into this uh, working situation where we're we're all remote now, and you really have to either build that back up if you didn't have it, or try to discover how to to redo it because it's so difficult to connect when you're not in the same space. And I think a lot of managers are discovering that. So that's really good information to know that if these things are happening have these three pieces, which is you're dreading the day you're losing people or the team's not connected and there's no trust. It's really big to understand that maybe you need to go outside and get a a source like you to come in and help help them discover a few things that maybe they didn't know before. Yeah, I love that. I guess the next piece that we do here is really find out a story. I'd love to hear a story that you have that catapulted you or pushed you or drove you to be in this space to want to solve some of these problems and these challenges that managers are facing?
0: I have a heart for that, what I call mid-level manager. And not that senior people can't use what I do because I believe they can, and not that entry level or people without, with the responsibility of people, I can work, but that mid-level manager gets squeezed. They get squeezed from the leaders at the top, they get squeezed from the people they're, they're leading, And sometimes they just don't have a place to turn. How can I tell my boss, because they're my boss, and I'm certainly not going to tell my subordinate, because number one, that really crosses a line. And number two, Mm -hmm. then I've just burdened them with more than they need. They don't need to be worried about me. So I want to be the space or the place or the person that individual can use as a sounding board for their own professional development, as well as identify how we can help the team. Because okay. if I have a really strong team, then I can do the things that I, that my organization needs me to do and really maximize our success, both as a group, the group I supervise, but then the overall organization. And so can you gotcha. imagine everybody, it's that whole analogy of everybody rowing in the same direction, or we're all yeah. pulling forward, whatever visualization visual you want to have but it's all getting everybody in alignment
1: did you have a mid-level manager that kind of threw you into that or it was a bad experience or were you a mid-level manager that oh, struggled to yeah, make I was those things happen? that mid
0: level manager was probably me
1: <laughs> okay because
0: <laughs> I lucky luckily Matt I worked early in my career I had a great boss I'm actually had several but the first boss I had in an HR role was really a superior and just super guy. And then worked for a woman and she was great too. And then I had a terrible experience. I actually gotcha. got fired and escorted out of the building.
1: You Leslie got fired?
0: I, I did.
1: I, <laughs> I've, I've known fired you for a twice. long time. You're one of the nicest people I've ever met.
0: <laughs> so a couple of things. It was a matter of fit in one case. But the other case, it was a matter of someone who was not willing or interested to listen to other people and felt they knew it all. Right. Yeah, that didn't work well for me, obviously.
1: I can imagine that. I can imagine that. It's interesting to look at it from the perspective of someone who's been moved out the door to say, I know that I wasn't the right fit. And on top of that the manager wasn't a great fit for me either. So I think a lot of times we look at those situations and we say, I know my superpower and I did a great job. I did everything I could do. My manager just didn't work with me as opposed to understanding it really is both sides to that coin because the relationship side of trust is about building relationship. And and if you can't get there, then you're never going to have that connection anyway. So
0: frankly, there are just some people you're just not meant to be a fit with. And the sooner you can realize that. So anybody that's in the interview process at this point in time or looking at other opportunities, I think that's a key is really saying, can we work well together, even though we might be opposite. So I mentioned, I know I need uh, people who are analyzers in my life because in my last role as a team leader, my office manager was an amazing analyzer. And at first. We were about to disconnect because of that. And I realized quickly that we've got to pull this together because she can be a key piece to my success. And she was, but utilizing each other's strengths and helping her understand that my style and what we both needed out of the relationship. And I know that not everybody's willing to do that. And unfortunately, there are people who are narcissists. And that is a diagnosable term. I've worked with enough mental health professionals in my career to know that is a diagnosis. And yeah, unless they're willing to get professional help, you better cut your losses and move on sooner rather than later.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's a a good story to, to recognize the people that you do have, that you have in the past that are good and bad, right? So there's healthy people for you and there are unhealthy people for you you as a worker. I, I have a question. You brought something up, and I would just love to ask your professional opinion on this. In this environment right now where people are looking for candidates mm-hmm. and candidates are applying for positions, mm-hmm. how do you get around not being able to interview, to really sit back and go, gosh, I'd love to just show you my personality or show you something else besides a piece of paper? How, how do you help support those folks?
0: I think there's two times in life when we need to advocate. And one is when we're in a hospital, I won't tell that story, but the other time is when we're looking for a job. So using social media platforms, uh, specifically LinkedIn can be one way to connect with, who do I know that might know that person and how can I get to them to recognize me? How can I get a conversation? How can I get a recommendation?
1: Gotcha.
0: We know from a, especially a business perspective because we're both business owners, the likelihood of someone doing, a, saying, Hey, you need to work with Matt or you need to work with Leslie, that referral, the chances of closing that business are greater. So, Most just greater. like when I'm applying for a job, if someone can say, Hey, I know you're looking for someone who can do this kind of work, have you thought about contacting, because I know their experience. I can recommend them. And when we can have somebody personally recommend us, then we are that much farther ahead. And right now, today, with social media, I use LinkedIn for business all the time. I also use Facebook. Those are my two platforms. But there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's all kinds of ways we can connect with other people and ask for their help and get an introduction.
1: Great. I love it. I love it. I want to make sure that kind of, as we wrap this up, you've made some really amazing points and I love that, just the aspect of what you're doing with your practice. Tell me a little bit more. I want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you if they want to. So uh, any links, anything like that you want to share?
0: So my website is coachwithleslie.com. Okay. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook so they can reach out to me any of those ways. If they want to schedule a conversation, my calendar is on my uh, website. If they want to take a look at a couple of things, uh, they can do that. I've got a couple of uh, programs going on right now that people can enroll in and take advantage of some discounts. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are there. Uh, you can find one of my events on Eventbrite, Uncover Your Brilliance, a roadmap for making 2021 your best year ever. And then I've got through Inspired Academy the three P's to mastering the difficult conversation. And there's a 10% off through the end of the year.
1: Fantastic. You have a lot going on. And I love this best year 2021 thing. Go ahead and share a little bit more about that. What's the idea behind that?
0: it's really about creating a roadmap for success because I feel like too many people, again, if we're waking up every day, hitting that snooze, dreading the day, just going through the motions, not sure. I know 2020 threw everybody in a tailspin. But I believe, as I've talked to people, Matt, the people who had a solid plan, maybe everything that they planned on didn't come into fruition, but they had a plan and they could pivot and adjust. The people who really suffered were the people who just didn't have any clue about what they wanted, where they were going. They were just showing up and going through life. And so my program is really about helping people create that roadmap for success, but Once it's created, you have to take action. I think it was Will Rogers who said, even though you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. So we can't just sit there. We can't wish. We can't hope. We have to take action. So I'm about, as I said earlier, maximizing your productivity as well as your focus. So we're going to focus on what you want, and then we're going to take action to help you get there.
1: Okay. And when when is that conference coming up?
0: That starts, it's going to be online. It's It starts January 7th and okay. they can find the link to, uh, they can search Eventbrite if they want, but it'll it'll also be put on my website so people can take advantage of it there. And if they enroll between now and December 15th, they get a free session with me and they can save some money on the enrollment.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I'll definitely get that out there and make sure that's on the podcast. I am really appreciate your time today and I'm so grateful to you and you are such a good friend and I I want to know, too, do you have the wrap-up, like a little tidbit piece that sort of ties this thing in a nice bow and makes everybody realize that you've got a great program and a great coaching practice?
0: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. The the one thing that comes to mind is we are sometimes our own worst enemy, and if we can just stop and step back. So one of the things I always encourage people to do is when you're feeling that angst or where you're feeling stuck or you're really uncertain is to take a step back and do some breathing exercises and mm. just focusing on your breath for a few minutes. And there's a number of ways, there's a number of tools. If people wanna to go out on YouTube and, and Google uh, diaphragmatic breathing. That's a thing they could do, but simply breathing in the color blue and out the color red. Blue is has a calming effect. And red can represent stress. So breathing in calm, breathing out stress. Set a timer for 60 seconds or two minutes. Really just changing your state can help move you forward. And so you do that two or three times a day or you do it when you're feeling anxious and upset or when you know you're not taking action and you need to.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. So great to see you. And again, Leslie Fiorenzo. And she owns her company is called coaching with Leslie and the conference coming up in January is called uncover
0: your brilliance.
1: Uncover your brilliance is her next one coming up and looking forward to seeing what that's about and hopefully getting signed up as well. So thank you for your time. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced by waypoint. What is waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.